Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in the book of Matthew's account of the Sermon on the Mount. The so-called golden rule is the centerpiece of our passage today. There were many such sayings before this one by Jesus. The difference between these versions of the golden rule and what Jesus said in Matthew 7:12 is one or both of two aspects. The first aspect is that most other versions are stated negatively rather than positively as if the primary emphasis is on avoiding certain things. Secondly, the other versions tend to be oriented primarily toward doing what is best for your own self-interest. Please listen to Pastor Jim as we uncover today's slice of the message entitled, The Golden Rule. In this well-known instruction, ask, seek, knock, that Jesus not only addresses the needs of the issue of what we need in order to make the right kind of judgments at the right time on the right standards, but he also gives us yet more teaching about the nature of prayer and how to make the most of this great privilege that we have to pray to our Heavenly Father. So verses 7 through 11 really are uh, appropriate in their context in the Sermon on the Mount, but they also um, are applicable to a myriad of other things because they all have to do with addressing the, the goodness of God and our access to Him as we seek, as we ask, seek, and knock to know what best to do. Now, I want you to notice that in our text, and I'll explain this more in just a moment, there is a, a rising intensity in the three commands. It starts with ask, moves to seek, and then to knock. Each is a, each is a different word, and each one comes with its own uh, promise from God. Ask implies humility. It, it, it requires a sense of our own need of something. It's a verb that is used for a, a petition from an inferior addressing a superior. You don't ask somebody for something if you don't think they can help you. So it's us reaching out to God. The very act of prayer itself is acknowledging your neediness and your humility before God. In that parable that we looked at so many times lately as we've worked our way through the Sermon on the Mount, remember over in Luke chapter 18, that Pharisee stood, it says he stood and was thus praying to himself. And if you read what he said, he asked nothing of God. His entire prayer was telling God things as if God needs to learn from us. And especially, he was telling God, reminding God just how good he really was. But there was that tax collector off to the side who humbled himself to the point of being, it says, unwilling to lift his face to heaven 
and he, he beat his breast in mourning over his own unworthiness, and he asked God something. Remember what it was? Be merciful to me, the sinner. He came humbly before the Father. The very nature of asking implies that you have faith in, in a God who can do something about your situation, who does care about you, and who answers your prayers. He is God, your, your heavenly Father. And like any parent, he, he welcomes a child who comes and asks. Now, what's the promise associated with that kind of humble asking? Well, it's there in verse 7, and it shall be given to you. Or in verse 8, receiving. Even the wording of the promise reinforces who God is and, and how prayer works. You can't make it on your own. You don't have all the wisdom that you need. And your strength will fail you, like the song says, ere the day is half done. But when you humble yourself before your Father, He gives you what you need. Now, the next command after ask is more intense. It is seek. It's a stronger word than asking, and the implication is that seeking means asking plus acting. When you seek something, it means you're expending effort to go out and obtain it. You're doing something about it. For example, it's good to pray for a deep knowledge of the Bible, but you won't get that by just putting the Bible under your pillow at night and sleeping on it. You're going to have to search and examine the Scriptures. You need to be in the place, in the, in the services where the, where the Scripture is expounded upon and is the focus and, and where people who love the Lord are, are encouraging one another. Uh, and above all, you need to strive to live in harmony with God's Word. So the principle is, as you move from ask to seek, if you want your prayers to be effective, well, start by humbling yourself before God. Ask for what you need, but you have to also be willing to do something by way of seeking what God is going to provide for you. Don't pray if you aren't willing to expend any energy. God is likely to make you a part of the answer to your prayer, to use you to seek that which you have asked for. And the promise attached to seeking, you will find. You'll find what you need. God is not a cruel taskmaster who wants to make things hard for you. He's your Father, and He loves you. And He knows what you need even before you ask Him. So the promise of finding is based in the reality that God actually leads His children. And He leads them in the, in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He leads them to the, to the truth. Romans chapter 8 is a spectacular chapter for a lot of reasons. One of them is it, it contains several descriptions of what it means to be a believer. One of those descriptions is in Romans 8, 14, and 15. It says this, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. 
For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. That's a term of endearment. I can come to my Father, I can humbly ask Him, and I can seek what He has promised to give me, and He promises me He will lead me. Now, if you look very carefully, you'll find that God leads through His Word. He will lead you into the truth that you need. And when you are His child and you come humbly and you ask Him for what you need and you're willing to seek out His provision, what a wonderful promise. He's going to lead you where you need to go. You know the 23rd Psalm? Let me pluck a few phrases from the first three verses. The Lord, Yahweh, is my shepherd. He leads me beside quiet waters. In other words, He he quenches the thirst of my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. If I belong to Him, He will lead me and He will guide me. And that leads to the third command. You ask, you pursue, you, you seek what you need, and you knock. Now, this third command, knocking, is asking plus acting or seeking plus persevering. You knock again and again until the door is opened. You keep knocking on the door of of God's kingdom palace until the king, who happens to be your father, opens the door and supplies what it is that you need. And the great promise here is you keep knocking it shall be opened. The connotation of that promise is that God does not withhold from His children what they need. We saw it already. We sang it also in that same song. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What is the context of all these things? What you need to eat, what you need to, 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 to wear, and a place to sleep. God will give you everything that you actually need. Or as James put it, when he gave his command for us to ask God for wisdom in the midst of our trials, he says in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So understand, when you come to your father, you're coming to somebody who knows you, knows what you need, and loves you, and wants you to grow, wants you to be more holy, wants you to be blessed. So, three commands, three promises. Command, ask, the promise, receive. The command, seek, the promise, find. The command, knock, and the promise, it will be opened. Now, this kind of persevering prayer, accompanied by the visible activity of faith whereby you seek and you, and you keep knocking, that is two things at once. On the one hand, that is a distinguishing mark of a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. They are the ones who come to the Father and keep asking. And at the same time, this is also a great privilege of a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You can talk to God, and you do talk to God. That's one of the ways that you can see 
signs of a spiritual pulse. There really is life there. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.